Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals, your daily dive into all things Nintendo, games, and friendship. Because we're two friends talking Nintendo games we're playing. Micah, are you ready to jump on in to this episode? Yep. Greetings, fellow Nintendo Pals. This is Andros here, one of the hosts of the Nintendo Pals. And uh, we are talking games we've been playing lately. It's been a bit since we've done a What You Playing segment. And I have a tale of two games to spin tonight. Uh, both are IP-based games that have recently gotten drops on the Nintendo Switch. And I'm going to be talking, for me, about... Bluey the video game and Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, my first impressions of both of those. Micah, wh what do you got that you want to talk about tonight? Uh, I got Risk of Rain Returns. Ah, uh, yeah. Pretty uh, much all I played. <laughs> well, who want who? Do you want to go first? I'll, I'll let you go first. Okay. I'm gonna go in order of games I played. Uh, so I've also been playing Risk of Rain, and we'll we'll talk about that more. Because we we did our review of that, uh, and yeah, we've just been playing more and more of that. Uh, and so first off, I'll talk about Hogwarts Legacy, which I picked up on launch day for the Nintendo Switch, and I am happy to report that it's pretty good. It, it but this is this is an odd one. This is this is going to be an odd one. My first impressions are going to be kind of weird. My recommendations for this are going to be weird. So the game doesn't have any technical, uh, like real major technical hurdles. I have heard that it has loading screens that were in other versions. Yes. <laughs> yes. What I meant by no major technical hurdles, meaning like it's not crashing. It's not having... It's crazy frame rate drops um i have heard from others that there are certain spots where that happens like in overworld fights but i haven't had too many of those and i haven't noticed for for the ones that i have had uh but it it works it works surprisingly well for how big and ambitious of a game hogwarts legacy is uh and that's that's impressive uh commendable i think to the team behind it 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 feels like they were were sort of forced to make a switch port and they made the best of it you know what i mean like like it's like why would you want to make this game into a switch game it, it's it, it which it's, is awesome it's so yeah it's just so big in scope and scale and it's going for a photorealism look and that just isn't a a game that you'd go like that would that's a good candidate to put on the Nintendo Switch. But like Harry Potter games of old, they've made different versions for different platforms and the Switch has some pretty interesting changes to it. Uh 
And I had to look this up because I haven't played other versions of this game. But I will say that it looks a little muddy. There's, there's definitely some cuts made to the graphical fidelity. Uh, but it plays perfectly fine. And, I, and I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my time with it. Some of the changes they've made. One, one big one is the loading screens between... So there's loading between the exterior of the castle and interior of the castle and Hogsmeade. That isn't there in other versions of the game. So, and it makes sense when you think about it. It's like basically each of those is a little mini open world. And that's just a lot for the Switch to handle processing-wise. Uh, and then the in the world itself, there in Hogwarts in particular, you will sometimes get stuck at a door and it will need to load for just like a few seconds before you can open the door. And I, it, it's it, that th that all adds up, I think. Yeah, probably not as smooth as they did Metroid Prime. Right? No, because there's not an there's not an animation for it. Like, I, and I think that would make the world of a difference. Like, if there was just like a little like animation of opening the door to give it that little buffer of time, right? Uh, yeah, back in the day, I had no idea. I was like, yeah, sometimes every once in a while, the door takes like an extra second to open. I was like, oh, I wonder why that is. And I found out like years later, I was like, oh, because they were loading things on the other side and they yeah. weren't done yet. Yeah. And and that's how it is in this game. Like some of the doors, sometimes there's no problem. Sometimes there's a, a small, like a small delay. Uh, so that's that's an odd choice, but one that makes sense from the technical limitations. But the castle is pretty fun to explore and go look around. The characters are all interesting. I think it's, I think this is a problem with the game in general, that you like can't interact with other students all that much. And I think that's, that's not version exclusive to the switch. Like, you can, you can kind of like listen in on conversations as you walk by and sometimes people will address you, but you don't like go up and talk to them unless there's like a marker over their head to talk to them. So that's interesting. Um, the other part that they changed is there are parts of the castle where you that are connected via bridges, and in other versions of the game, the bridges are open, and you can see out into the open world as you're going across the bridge. In this, they're replaced with, exclusive to this version, hallways. <laughs> and that sounds like, well, that's lame, but they're, they're actually really pretty hallways that are unique and different each each of them one of them's like full of stained glass windows uh other ones have like night statues inside them there's there's like little bits and pieces here and there but it does make it feel a little claustrophobic at times where you're kind of just like there's no outside <laughs> to the castle but yeah uh there's that and then my only complaint so far as far as like issues with it being on Switch versus other platforms is that Hogsmeade 
has load screens, like full-on load screens, not a sit at the door for a second while it loads and then you can open it. Full-on load screens for every shop. So any shop that you have to go inside, and the shops are teeny. They're, they're not big, uh, but they're, they're like you, you have to sit through a load screen to go into the shop. And, that's, and, and there's not a quick, quick menu to the shop. You have to go through that. So you have to sit through a load screen to get into Hogsmeade and then sit through a load screen to get into the shops. And, and each shop has its own load screen. And that's just so painful. I'm probably not going to use Hogsmeade. Like, unless I absolutely have to. You're just, you're just playing the game on hard mode. Don't buy things. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like Skyrim back in like 2012. You know what I mean? Like, like when back when Skyrim, when you'd like open a door and then you'd sit at the load screen for a super long time. And they have that little figure you could look at, spin spin around. Yeah, like they don't got anything like a that. Minute. <laughs> uh, but so that, that's all like the technical side of things. I think it looks pretty dang good. Uh, I like it better in handheld versus docked. But the frame rate varies more handheld. Um, but I think it looks better because it's smaller. Combat super fun. So then now onto like the actual game itself. Combat is super fun. The story is awesome. It feels like I'm playing through one of the books and the characters are all really cool so far. I, I, I have no complaints. It's, it's, it's good and I'm, I'm enjoying my time with it. And unfortunately... In the tale of two games that I have to talk about, I, the same cannot be said about the other game. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about Bluey, the video game. Picked that up today. I was very excited to play this with my kids because it's a four-player co-op Bluey game. Uh, Mike, are you familiar with Bluey? I'm slightly familiar with Bluey. I've seen a few episodes, but I'm not, I'm not a true diehard fan. We're big fans in our house. Like, the kids love it. It's really fun for adults to watch as well because the parents are just really well... They, like, the whole thing's really well written, but the parents are, like, super relatable and just... It's, it's, it's a really good show. It's really wholesome, and it teaches really good family dynamics and values. Uh, the game is bad. I, I, I saw, like, somewhat positive reviews for it when I was looking at picking it up and i i gotta say my experience with it it was was not good my first impressions were, were bad uh it's buggy it's boring and it just is the most bland like minimum you could do to make a IP-based video game. It's it it feels like one of those cheap movie to game <laughs> adaptations that you'd see like 20 years ago. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, oh, it's Smurfs the movie, the game. Like <laughs> like after the days where they were really good and then they got terrible. Yes. But in that terrible. Well, they they were it. terrible, then good, then terrible again. And then they've kind of gone away, but apparently not. This was this is a revival of that. 
this is really a shame because I think that Bluey is a fantastic IP and and series. I think I think it's really good for kids. Like I, I think it teaches really good values and uh, like teaches play and imagination through the show, which is just really fun. Uh, this the game takes like snippets from popular episodes of the show but then like doesn't do them justice even a little bit <laughs> like it's it's like a oh hey we're gonna play All right, here's here's a good example we are in the middle of looking for stuffed animals cleaning up stuffed animals and a cutscene triggers and Bingo goes, hey, I've got a balloon. Can we play Keepy Uppy? And you go, yeah, let's play Keepy Uppy, which is the game where you keep a balloon in the air. So it's like, we're going to play it in the house. Hit it three times. So then you stand there, and the balloon bounces off your head three times. You don't even have to move. It doesn't, it, it's not challenging even a little bit. The balloon just goes. And then another cutscene plays. And you're like, you guys are so good at this. Let's go play outside. And you do the exact same thing again, and they go, wow! And the balloon gets hit super high up into a window. <laughs> that, w that, that whole thing, there was actually, no you didn't have to do anything, and it looked really bad. <laughs> it looked really bad. Uh, and you were essentially just, w the, the game, at least the point I've played, is essentially walking from cutscene to cutscene, but the cutscenes are rendered in-game engine, and they don't always work. And they're pretty bland. So I I can't I can't stress enough here. I would tell everybody to not buy this game. This is a this feels like a shameless cash grab off an IP. Uh and there are better games for kids that adapt IPs. One good example, uh may, maybe a good example that I've seen a lot of positive on is like Disney Dreamlight Valley. And that was my, my son would come back. And he's like, we got Bluey the game. I thought we were going to get Disney Dreamlight Valley, but we got this instead. And so I'm like, heck, might need to go return this and get that instead. <laughs> but I, I would say if anybody is on the fence thinking about picking this game up for their kids, I, I don't think it's good even for kids. That's my... It's, it's harsh, but that's just the sad state of where this game is. You got any comments, Micah? I've just been monologuing here. It's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's rough, buddy. It's, it's so rough. I'm so sad that the Bluey get video game didn't turn out. I, yeah, I've I heard... Know, I know a lot of people are real hyped for it, so it really is a shame. That... Well, part of the problem here is like Bluey as an IP has become so much bigger than like just a kid's show. But even if this was a, like this is a game made for kids, this is not a competently made game for kids. My kids have a lot of games that they play. And like my daughter, for example, is getting very frustrated trying to pick up a rubber ducky in the bathtub for one of the things we were doing. And it wouldn't it wouldn't select it's it, it like would not select i picked up a controller and i had to like move the character and finagle it even though like it had a prompt on the screen to the screen to select to pick up i mean there's things like 
I w- I'm playing as Bandit, who's the dad, and I you can pick up objects in the house. It does nothing, but you can pick them up. And they're, everything is 3D except for the characters. They are 2D, <laughs> running through the 3D space. I picked up a potted plant, and then I turn and run away. The potted plant is still in front as if I'm holding it, but it's just attached to my butt. <laughs> my hands are on the other side oh, of my yeah, body. That's... Abandoning carries things. Is that how he carries things? He sits you, on them. You should be confused as to why you can see it in your hands when you're facing the camera. Yeah, true, true. Uh, there was a point where we went up, and <laughs> I mean, this this is just really bad. So there was a cut scene in the living room, and there and it's a little toy that needs to be fed, and it's like, oh, go upstairs and get the strawberries. And you, we run upstairs, and on the way upstairs, we see a plant that needs to be watered. And it, it triggers a cutscene. Because everything triggers a cutscene in this game. It's like, you go into a room, cutscene. You go into this, cutscene. <laughs> it's like, you, you can't go like five, like ten seconds without there being some sort of cut, cut to the characters talking. It's, and it, yeah, it's just poorly animated, but whatever. Uh... The potted plant, the potted plant cutscene is supposed to happen on the deck, and actually, goes, I actually oh, no. saw this one of you playing. Oh no, my plant's dying! And the mom goes, "Don't worry, Bluey, we'll just water it." Well, instead of that being on the deck, we cut back to the toy in the living room, and and Bluey is standing like looking a like looking in some random spot. The characters are not where they're supposed to be at all. They're all like. <laughs> It's bad. It's like it, it. It's just straight like buggy, and bad. And it's like the. Uh, it makes me mad because it feels like this is a kids game, so we don't have to put a lot of effort into it. Like we could have. I. I'm confident that given assets, you and I could have made this game in a day. Hmm. Hmm. It's a bold thing to say. Yeah, that that maybe maybe a a, a bit over dramatic, <laughs> but I I I, I swear it, it just is poorly made. Man, there's like there's there's just hints of like a good idea with it. Is the is 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 the things like this could be cool, but it's not. There there's a point where you have to like climb this hill to get a to get to a playground to see. It's a hill in the park, so you can see where Uncle Stripe and Muffin are. And you get up there, and there's slides. The characters can't go down the slides. The slides are just a step. <laughs> I like walk and just, and there's a there's like a a a bigger looking slide that's like three D modeled and everything. And my daughter's like, I want to go down that. You can't. And it's it's like all these moments where my kids were like, oh oh, I want to go over here and I want to do this, and you just can't. It just it's just like it's just nothing there like this is all that holds this game together is its ip and i feel like it trashes on the ip because it's so poorly made character interactions are good they portray the characters well and that's the only good thing i can say about the game anywho micah let's talk about some risk of rain give us some give us some updates on where you're at with that yeah it's real good i've enjoyed it a lot
and a few words. Did, uh, did you want me to say more? Yes, I wanted you to say more. Um, I, well, I finally got around to finishing all the Providence trials, which I'm like 98% sure is a new thing for Risk of Rain Returns. 100% sure. And I will say that some of them aren't necessarily balanced super well. Like some of them are way harder than others and i mean that could be kind of planned but there are some where it's really hard at the beginning because well they have like a basic completion score and then they have like the crown you can earn for getting a really good score and some of them it's like really hard to get to the base score but once you do it's so easy to last until the better score there is one game i don't even or trial where i don't even remember exactly what i had to do but I was essentially unkillable. I had to like try to kill myself so that it would be completed and I'd be like awarded with completing it. But overall, they're a lot of fun. And you unlock a little something, something extra once you get uh, all of them done. That's really cool and very difficult, especially so, for some characters. I, I'm also doing the Providence Trials, and I think that they very like you said they vary wildly in difficulty and some of them are just so freaking hard like they're just too yeah. hard so a lot of people are not going to see that that little bonus stuff like it's just not going to be a thing oh it's just calling the weak yeah you have to like truly earn the final final reward um yeah and the last trial probably takes about 20 minutes so it's pretty rough on top of all that you've got um unlockables for doing stuff in the actual game. I like the idea of Providence Trials. I, th I think it's like a fun, additional, like, single-player thing. Uh, but it it is a bummer that, like, certain things can only be unlocked by doing that. I guess all of them have an alt, right? Like, I, I think it's like... <laughs> Complete this Providence trial or kill five thousand enemies. It's always oh, yeah, some like crazy. Right. I can't hard remember thing. if I know lots of them have alts. I don't know if they're all related to Providence trials. So you might be able to unlock everything without doing any Providence trials. But I still remember I had to beat the main bad guy while doing a backflip as the sniper, and that yeah, was a no, pain that, in the butt. Yeah, there's a bunch of abilities. And that then it wasn't even a good a, a good ability unlocked. I don't even use it. It's still a lot of fun. It yeah, fun. that's that I will say is a shortcoming. Yeah, you and I said this in our review as well, but it's like a lot of the secondary abilities just aren't as good as the first, and that's a bummer. I feel like uh, maybe I'm just too set in my ways by that point. It could definitely be the problem. Although I will say the mercenary, they have that counter ability, and it is so much better. It's like a million times better. Yeah, it's so good. But that Providence trial to unlock that was not awesome. I, f I feel like you have to like it was nail the perfect the Providence trial. Yeah, you have to like nail the timing. I got killed by the flipping bird so many times because I would like forget once you get to a certain point, like the bird. Yeah, the, the, it would charge from to the off sound of the bird. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. And they charge from off screen and kill you, and you only have one life in that trial. It's just, you just gotta time the counter. I that was a, a really good Providence trial, I think, because it took me a little bit to like get good at. But once I got good at it, it made the ability I unlocked much more usable. Yes, in yeah, that that is true. 
What did you think of the one where you have to parachute all the way down to the bottom of a cave and get like fifty points? I, I had it a hard was... time with. I had a hard time with that one. <laughs> that one wasn't too bad. Okay. It wasn't as bad in my opinion as the one with the loader. We have to grapple around the cave and get points while a bajillion birds try and murder you. Oh, yeah. No, that doesn't sound fun. I don't think, I I don't know if I'm going to do all the Providence trials, man. You have to. You got to do the final trial and beat it as the engineer to get that last costume. Oh, spoilers. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. (laughs) You've talked about how you're doing so good not saying what you get. So yeah, spoilers. I mean, I don't want people to go through all this to get like a crazy cool reward. It's just a pretty cool reward for whatever character you beat it with. But I mean, most all costumes are just like color changes. But this costume gives you a teeny, teeny, slightly small something else on your character. Oh, boy. That you might not notice at first, but it's there. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Well, that's what we've been playing. We also have dove back to Fortnite for a few rounds here and there. Uh, they brought up. they brought back the season one map. They go in seasons, right? No, no chapter chapter one map. Uh, and it's going through like chapter one seasons, like each week. They introduce stuff from other seasons. That was pretty fun. It. I, I will say that the old map is better. That's what I'm I'm remembering. Uh graphically it looks way worse. <laughs> like the the assets need a an up an up touch, but the map overall is just more fun for a battle royale. Do do you agree on that point? Uh like the old old map? Yeah, chapter 1 versus chapter Definitely. 2 versus chapter like we've got I don't, I don't fully remember what the map's changed to look like. I only remembered the first one because I I played it again a couple of times. Well, my my they got a lot more going on nowadays. Yes, there's not a lot of dead space in uh, the newer maps, and that's I think to the detriment of of the mechanics of a battle royale because there's like in the shrinking circle uh, style gameplay you are taking a risk going from point of interest to point of interest because you have to pass through pretty open fields uh, where people from a distance will be able to, will probably be able to see you pretty easily. And that just doesn't happen on the newer maps because there's no, there's, there's hardly any fields uh, and empty spaces. There's just a lot happening. It's very, it's very dense and it's much bigger. The maps are much bigger now. So I think a smaller map, with points of interest being tight knit pockets around the map that you have to move between to survive the circle just fits really well. That is the part that I think works. Not necessarily what is in those points of interest or the design of of it all, but that. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm excited to see what happens for Fortnite going forward because I think this is kind of like an in-between to the next chapter. So, Donald Mustard left. He's retiring. So they've lost the creative director. What what's going to happen next? Who's He's probably in? the only person who had any idea what was going on in the lore. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, 
that's going to do it for this episode. That's what we've been playing on Switch. Uh, lots of new games came out recently as well. We got Mario RPG, uh, WarioWare, um, and then you and I have been ta- talking a lot about picking up the Risk of Rain 2 DLC, which dropped the same day as Returns. So there's there's a lot we could be doing. Also, like a week ago, announced that there'll be another DLC coming out at some point. Yeah. Seems pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really talk about it, but I feel like I didn't give the lore and story as much credit as it deserved last time I talked about it. But there's, there's more to the story than there appears to be. Yes, there's some some her you don't really know about that's mentioned in a lot of the logs. You feel bad for killing things. Why is there a teleporter on the ship? Gotta. There's things to piece together. Or if you're like me, you can then just. Uh, look up other people's theories and whatnot online because they're better at figuring that stuff out than I am. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Uh, well, speaking of better at figuring this stuff than we are, um, can you leave us a five-star review, please, <laughs> on our podcast if you're listening out here? Help us out. Leave us a five-star review. And, uh, Michael, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Michael Prime. You can find me at Andros1 on Twitch and YouTube. And you can follow the show, Nintendo Pals, on all platforms. Uh, huge thanks. Special shout-out to our Patreon supporters who support us over on patreon.com slash Pals because they get to be a part of the Patreon Pokey Wrap, which uh, we end every episode with, and we will end this episode with right now. We gotta wrap some Patreon. You just do the scene. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. We want to be the best that ever was And shout out our pals over on Patreon LPD, Razor, Retrologic Day, Tim the Nintendo Dash, Limp, Tor, Spider-Chan, Solo, Something, Mute Dog, The Game, Little Miss 7, and Monkey Thunder Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all, Patreon Kid, Fiesta, Third Strongest Mold, Fedorable Will, All Ancestor, Cosmic, Purple, Viola, That Fast John, and Mother Plays too. Gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all, yeah. Gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all, yeah. Gotta catch them all, Patreon. Let's get 150 or more, yeah, please. To be a Patreon donor is your destiny. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Uh, bye-bye!